Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Living Proof Podcast. It's been a minute, guys, and we've missed you. I'm going to say right now, my wife is looking fine right now. Oh boy. We should have this on video. Okay. I'm serious. I just went and picked her up so we could go come and record the podcast. And I opened the garage and I saw her and it. He's had a rough morning, guys. Yesterday, though, she was being kind of mean. <laughs> like, so let's make sure things are balanced. But I saw her open the garage and it took my breath away. It really did. Thanks. I'm really nice. Like, that was a nice little nugget that. this morning. Thanks. We're, we're really excited to be back. We have an, an awesome topic. My goodness, this morning, on Monday mornings, I do calls. They're They're just free kind of introductory calls just just a 15 minute console yeah just yeah. feel out like hey here's my situation what is it that you do how could it help oh my gosh we had talked about this topic today and every call this morning just hammered down on how yeah. true it is yeah so i can't wait to get into it it's but totally awesome last but week we had an awesome week last week awesome is the with, word huh it was awesome combined with hell it was like Fifty yeah, percent awesome and like literally. It might have been fifty one percent hell. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We were really excited because we had been asked to speak at Utah Valley University um, for their institute, both of us. So we were really excited because we just love hanging out with young adults that are just in that time in their life where everything's crazy, and we we're like getting ready for it, and our daughter. We got stuck in a trap, yeah. like a literal trap. We her. kept saying that. It felt like a trap. She had, I, I took her to the dentist and a tooth was bothering her she and it was infected. Infection. And so they gave her amoxicillin to clear up the infection so that they could pull it and then and clean out the infection. And we took the amoxicillin and like five days into her taking the amoxicillin, she had a an anaphylactic response. Yeah, massive. It was insane yeah. it went from zero to a hundred overnight and we ended up you know back at the doctor getting steroid shots well I mean, every time every part of her little tiny body was just covered in it, it was crazy what are those called hives or hives like she had them in her hair and her ears all like, over her and head and her scalp it was it, like it was it was gnarly so it was like well and, and it was also her. hard because we went from a necessary evil the antibiotic down to a necessary evil which is a steroid, which yes. the doctor didn't want to give her because she's so little. Yeah. When they're that little, it's kind of actually bad on their heart and it's hard on them. So, yes, it helped, you know. It the, took the hives away, the hives but away. it made her feel crazy. Like she was, Daddy, I feel so weird. My heart hurts. You could put your hand on her chest and it was beating so hard. And yeah. Gosh, it was just like one thing. And then we needed another thing to cr take care of that. And it caused a problem. And Yeah. So oh in, in, in a 24-hour period, I went to the doctor and was like at the door while they're unlocking the place um, to get this steroid shot for her. And then two hours later, Danny's driving her down to her, to the dentist to have this infected tooth pulled. I mean, this poor little mama. Oh, she's it was just staring just at me saying dad help. And I'm just so like, sad. It, it was. And, but then we had this amazing experience at UVU, like less than, you know, 24 hours later. So yeah. it's just like, no, and not to make this, this part of the story about us. Cause we delivered these messages and the messages were about the trials that we'd both gone through. Yeah. 
<laughs> like we didn't hold back. It's just like, here is yeah. exactly what happened to me. The trauma that I experienced in my life. Here's where I, the dark place I went to. The reception of it was just, is that the right word? Yeah. Okay, good. Make sure to call me out. I'm counting on it. Everyone knows if I say something wrong, you're going to. You know it. Yeah. Like if I make a post on social media, write an email, like she'll immediately comment. You spelt this wrong. No. Yeah. Well, you need to know. I do. Afterwards, we spent an hour or more interacting with a line of people who just simultaneously wanted to share their stories. It, It was just like, it was so cool to just be around those kids that are just in this crazy time in their life. And all of a sudden, because we both shared some really vulnerable stories, they immediately felt like they could come and talk to us. I mean, like I had several people tell me something that was going on in their life. And they literally said, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I haven't even told anyone this, (laughs) you know, and it just goes to show like, well, it was awesome, but it was also sad Yeah, because there's so much tragedy. There was five or six in a row that had talked about being suicidal recently. Yep. Um, Several that were dealing with sexual or pornography addictions. I mean, someone came up and talked about that they had been sex trafficked when they were little and they've gone through so much trauma ever since. And, I sat there and I went, you know, these are incredible people. They're in school. They're trying to be successful in life. They're trying to do something right. They're trying to be productive. Yeah, and they're inside of a chapel in the middle of the day on Friday. Yeah, so like these are people trying and they're still in these situations. So you know that outside of that, gosh, it's just we are in a time where these stories are no longer unique, unfortunately. They're inside of every home if it's not you. Most definitely, it's someone that you rub shoulders with every day. It's your spouse. It's your child. It's your sibling. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. It is. So it was a powerful experience, humbling one, but we're glad we made it through that week. Yeah, we are. It was. You kind of count your blessings after you go through something like that, (laughs) especially with your kids. You feel helpless. Yeah. Today, we want to talk about the effects of quicksand. We call it the quicksand effect. You know, those cartoons, think about those cartoons you watch. At least I can remember like where someone's getting stuck in quicksand, right? You can see they starts to go up to their legs and all of a sudden they're looking around and then all of a sudden they're up to their waist in it. Yeah. And the more they like wiggle and try to get out, like the faster it like starts to pull them. Yeah. And they always have this look on their face. Like what's happening? Like I can't get out of this. Yeah. Because it appears as though you should be able to get out. Sure. The quicksand effect. My goodness. When I said this morning I had those calls and I wanted to share something applicable, these were just today with real people, incredible people, who because of their loved one's addictions, bad habits, whatever you want to call them, they've, they're have they stuck. They are, they're being sucked down into this quicksand. Mm-hmm. Every person I spoke with today, they're educated, they're successful, they've driven, they've accomplished things in life. Now, explaining these situations, whether it's about their spouse or their child, and hearing how it has affected this person, their loved one is in a bad situation, self-medicating, it's becoming life-threatening, mental health issues, becoming suicidal, and this person who wants to help them, who has the 
the capabilities of helping them is getting sucked into it. Yeah. And this is, this is a tricky thing. And I just want to explain it because often I get pushback from people that say, well, you know what? It's not the family's responsibility or their fault. No, it's, it's not. But your loved one is going to die from this. Most likely their life's going to become ruined from this. And what's not fair is that the people who love them that can help are also being sucked into this trap with them. Yeah. And it's honestly like, it's interesting to think about because even when it's not related to addiction, when somebody that you care about is struggling with something like your immediate response to maybe their chaos and like, I can only actually relate it to myself. Like when one of my kids is like having a total meltdown and like they're they're doing like a crazy panic moment where I'm like unable to help them process their feelings and like help them. It It's like my default mode is like I start to panic and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what? like I can't, I'm, I'm not able to help them and like it causes my heart rate to increase and maybe my response to be like a little bit crazy and so I think it's normal I guess is what I'm saying I think every human like has a path of least resistance that they go on when there's craziness going on around them and it's usually not the most helpful response Correct. like it's it's, it's usually not. a lesser version of yourself yeah like you usually just default to the easiest thing which is like you're panicking i'm panicking like you're having a hard time all right i'm gonna go down with you <laughs> like it's true and i get again i talk about the pushback a lot of people are like well wh why are we having the call why do i have to get my the rest of my family and have the call you need to talk to them they're yeah. the ones in the problem because they can't see that they are now having that default response that's not helpful. Gosh, we've shared this before, but addiction. I'm still waiting for someone to prove me wrong, but addiction is the only fatal illness on the face of the planet where families more often argue, disagree, or fail to do something about than any other. Right. There are other fatal illnesses, yes. But typically in those, people unite, they come together, there's no arguing, there's no discrepancy on what to do. It's just everyone doing it. Yeah. Amen. So... I understand that a person struggling needs to want it for themselves. I understand that they're the ones that cause this situation, that put you in this situation, that are affecting everyone else in your family. It is their fault. Yeah. But they cannot escape without you. Yeah. And if any person who loves someone in addiction looks at themselves, you can probably see the ways in which you are chest deep in quicksand. Yeah. You can't, you're trying to help this person and you're stuck. Right. They're stuck for so many reasons. We've covered these in previous episodes. They're stuck in denial. They're stuck in blame. They're stuck in anger, resentments, frustration. Fear. Fear. Fear is a big one these days. It's probably the biggest. The goal is figuring out how to get you unstuck so that this person that you love has a chance. That's like this missing link. And people don't often see themselves stuck. They just see their loved one because the spotlight is so bright on this person. that's yeah. self-medicating, that's addicted to porn, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But the reason why that's taking such a toll on so many people is because those that do have a family that are capable of helping, who want to help, they're stuck. Yeah. And they're getting sucked down into it. 
again, like I said in that cartoon, with that look in their face, like what's happening? Yeah. On these calls I talked about this morning, what's hard is hearing how let's say it's a mother or a wife and it's their husband or their son or daughter. Not only is it affecting them and their well-being, but it's affecting the relationships they have with the rest of their children, yeah. with other people in their family. Yeah, so that's that's interesting because I was just going to ask you, like, how would you say that this quicksand effect wreaks havoc inside of a family of somebody that is an active addiction? Yeah. The spotlight's on this person, and for obvious reasons. But everyone else is almost forgotten about. It's like you said, if you if one of our children's having this moment, they're just... <laughs> What do we call it? Uh, um, halt. Yeah. Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. Like every time your kid's losing their melon, you know that it's halt. It has something to do with hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah. While you're trying to address that, even when they're in their, they're having like serious episodes, what happens to the rest of everybody else? Yeah. Everybody else. The house doesn't get cleaned. You don't get your jobs done. You don't help the other kids with their homework. You don't, your spouse doesn't get attention because you're just trying to. Yeah. Just settle one person yeah. down while you're actually like panicking that they're not settling down. And that's human <laughs> nature, right? Like it's in a, You can't avoid that. And we also have loved ones, children, people in our family who go through periods of time. Yeah. Maybe a rough, a rough episode. Yeah. Back when I was younger, it's like people dye their hair, get earrings, right? Wear yeah. baggy pants or something. Or you have a phase where you're a skater for a little while or something. Your yeah. parents are worried. I wore combat boots for a while. I bet you I did. Concerned my parents. You should try that again. I should. I wouldn't be concerned. They're kind of expensive. I mean, I'd have to be really all in. Wow. You just lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Sorry. But there are those times where people go through episodes and yes, you're consumed. However, the ship yeah. gets back on course. Right. Addiction's different. You know that person you love, this has been going on for quite some time. Whether it's been going on for months, years, or decades for you, you've got to figure out how to get out of that quicksand for two reasons. One, your ability to love and fulfill your jobs and responsibilities and care for your family outside of that person. And two, to give them the best chance. Yeah. Will you um, like illustrate a little bit about like some of these quicksand effect stories that you have with i don't know just something i mean you met with so many people this week just like yeah one this morning this this amazing woman whose spouse had gone through some serious challenges at 40 something years of age yeah for the first time right most of it fueled by pornography that led to other ways of self-medicating acting out sexually you can imagine it. What would be a woman's worst nightmare? That, that would be. I mean, death of a child, that, yeah. I mean, we're talking like as bad as it gets. That entire world now being addressed and worked on and trying to overcome is consuming. I mean, it, it that's just got to have you stuck in this state of fear. Yeah. Meanwhile, a child in the home is now struggling. She knows he's been struggling for quite some time. Watch this progression. Yeah. Whose self-medicating has now led into full-blown addiction and now taking a massive toll on him. So can you imagine it's like this double yeah, nightmare? Like, I totally. mean, 
It's a complete nightmare. You look to the left, you look to the right, and you're living yeah. your absolute worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like I get choked up just hearing her, how exhausted she is. What she's already been through and now what she's facing. I can only imagine that a person's like, how the hell am I supposed to survive this? Like, what am I supposed to do? These incredible people around her that she loves, for whatever reason, started checking out, numbing, self-medicating with something. They were amazing. They were positive, contributing, incredible people in her life. Yeah. Now. Not contributing to like anything monsters like monsters. Yeah. Doing nothing but like affecting her negatively, sucking the life out of her. The quicksand effect here that applies in this is over time, she's exhausted. I don't, I don't know where, how you even keep your head above water in that situation with your spouse and one of your children and you're stuck mm-hmm. carrying the weight of the world, acting as the rescuer. The quicksand has pulled you down for so many reasons. We just stated some of them before. A faithful person's hopeful that somehow this will just correct itself. That some divine intervention will happen and this person will change course. They're stuck in hope. They're fearful of what happens. When you have a child who's got themselves in a place where they're suicidal, they're ex- they're expressing that, mm-hmm. you're stuck in fear. Yeah. For a good reason. Yep. Yep. Your Even blame- the most well-intended Correct. person can't really get out of that. Oh, and not to mention this person, their child experienced some serious trauma. They were wronged. Like there was something very tragic that happened. So- it's natural for her and everyone else to blame it on what happened. Yeah. Oh, I know they're not they're not doing what they should be in life right now. But it's because of this. Oh my gosh, and it's a legitimate thing. Yep. yep. So you're you're covering all the bases. Fear, yeah. blame, hope, all of these things. Yeah. If you can just visualize this woman who you can imagine has spent so many hours on her knees bawling, praying, pleading for a miracle, because of other people's choices and now their addictions has pulled her into this losing situation. Mm-hmm. She is chest deep. Her arms are about to go under. Yeah. And again, it's not her fault. No. Yes. Her spouse, her child are the ones that should be addressing these issues and being talked to. The missing link is, What is going to cause them to change? Right. For most people who enter some sort of program, they're either detained against their will because they've threatened suicide or they run into the law, they get in trouble and it's court ordered by a judge. Yeah. Then you have something that forces them. Outside of that, the only way that these people will attempt to get help is when a family unites and figures out how to corral them into this choice. Correct. Which no one knows how to do. So that's why we're here. It's 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 an ugly process. Yeah, it's gnarly. It is gnarly. Yeah, and it's just a, a plug for what we do, and that's it. Our, our program, Living Proof, is to help the person, the one person who can make a difference, the one person that can help change the course of their loved one's life. Are they going to have to want it? Are they going to have to do all the work? Of course. Yeah. Our goal is just to get them started. 
to get them to a safe place, remove these poisons, this content, whatever it is they're consuming out of them so that they have a choice to see things clearly for a minute and want it for themselves. Yeah. That's it. Well, and, and here's a interesting thing, just in case like you're feeling overwhelmed listening to this going, yeah, I mean, I've got this going on and this going on and I'm feeling like I'm in the quicksand and it's something that we talk about all the time and say all the time and it's you're unique just like everybody else yeah and I want to I want to talk about that and I want you to maybe add to that in helping our audience understand how does that play into the insanity of addiction for families in particular, you're unique, just like everybody else. Oh my gosh. In a million ways, but let's go to both ends of the spectrum on one end of the spectrum, maybe unique that it's like irreversible. There's no way. Think about what they've been through. Look what they're doing. We there's, there's no hope. You're clinically broken in a unique way. And on the complete other end of the spectrum, it's, the most typical, at least that I see in my interactions with families, someone has lost their mind, right? Someone is in a bad situation, but those that love them are like, what the heck? They know better. They were raised better. We've taught them better. Yeah. They have better examples. This can't be happening to us because my goodness, we've done everything right. Yeah. They're not like those people that go and get help. Right. No one intends to have that mindset, but it is that uniqueness. Yeah. And I can see that. I can see that a lot with like the addict or the person struggling in particular is just kind of like, cause I felt like that in my life, not with addiction, but with other things where I'm like, there's no one that could ever relate to me. Like my struggle is so unique. Like what I've been through is so different than anybody else I've ever known. Like no one's ever going to like accept me. No one's going to get me like it, it's it gets really dark and hopeless fast. And so I can imagine, especially when you're, you know, taking ingesting things that are altering your mind that that can get dark even faster. But it's funny because I was just ta- having this conversation with a really good friend whose family I've known for years And it's interesting because, again, this actually isn't with addiction, but there's just one person in her family that has been struggling with the same thing for 15 years. And her family is amazing. Like, and is it progressed? Oh, of course. It's gotten worse and worse. But what's interesting is, like, this family is so... um, capable and so um high achieving in every every area like high expectations like just they they do all the things and they do them well but when it comes to this one person and their situation it's like they have this mental block that doesn't even allow them to like see it for what it is and so it's gotten like obviously progressively worse because it's never really been addressed. It's kind of like, well, you know, we know like we've, we just are going to keep loving and just keep, you know, hoping that this next thing is going to change and then they're going to do better. Or do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just really interesting. If it's not addiction, is it like anxiety or depression? Yeah. It's like a mental, mental health issues. Like we're just like, 
crippling anxiety yeah, debilitating and depression. Anxi- like yeah. the, and it's really hard because it causes it causes her family to get stuck in this trap where they're so afraid of rocking that boat that of instead what could of, happen or right, making it worse. Instead of rocking it, they just kind of like allow it. And I know that sounds crazy because in their mind, I think it's really loving actually to just like kind of like let them be and let them process through it. But what from an outside perspective, what I see is just like, it's getting more and more tragic and more and more dark and more and more scary yeah. and and more and more sad that nothing after all this time has ever gotten better or changed. It's a progression for the person str- struggling, but it's also a progression for the family yes, because there's a natural process so at first. Yes. It's like, Oh, what's going on? We hope they pull out of it. Maybe this will change it. This circumstance soon as COVID's over, as soon as seasons change that it'll get better. Yeah, they're but, they're gonna move, and that new environment's probably gonna be better. You and know? it it feeds into both. It feeds into the uniqueness of, well, my goodness, like look how they were raised. Look at everybody else around them. Like, yeah, nobody's intention is to just let this person keep su- suffering. But it's that also that quicksand effect. Everyone has been pulled into it. Yes, to where now they either can't do anything, don't know what to do, scared to do anything. It's insane. Yeah, but it is. It's it's interesting because I see it as like it's they're identifying it as just like they're unique. Like this is just kind of a unique thing that we have. Like, and I'm like, it's really not unique at all. No, it's not. <laughs> There's nothing unique about and it. And the truth is, for a person in that situation to get help, you're looking at like mental health facilities, institutions, programs that are going to address that. There's challenges within it. Oh, for Those sure. Those programs are always the process is going to be complicated. But those who also deal with addictions, the process is complicated. And here's the bottom line. The only people who have success getting their loved one help are the people who are willing to do the scary and difficult things. Yeah. If you just keep waiting, wanting, and hoping for it to go away, nothing will ever happen. If you're willing to stand face to face with it, let's just say what the elephant in the room is. You might push them away. You might lose them. You might drive them into taking their own life. Worst case scenario, which is, by the way, the lo- the the least the probable least outcome. probable outcome. But you get change. Yeah, it's gonna get ugly before it gets better. But you will get change if you're willing to face it head head on. Yeah, people get stuck in that quicksand. Also, just waiting for them to want it for themselves. I, it's the number one argument I get. Yes, they need to want it for themselves, but you got to get it started. Yeah. Yeah, and they won't. I mean, that's the other thing is I'm like, I think that they do. Most people do want change, but like being able to accomplish that and be like motivated enough to do that all by yourself, it's pretty low. Like yep. not and, gonna and, happen. And that's my passion is helping the people who are capable of helping. Yeah. They know they just need they just need some guidance, they need some tools and they need some some resources. Yeah. And some some support themselves. Absolutely. You know, just wrapping up here to conclude that situation you just described actually to paint the picture is harder than if your son or daughter is out on the streets shooting fentanyl sloppy. That's really true. Because when it gets to a point where a family finds a loved one face down in their own vomit, wondering if they're alive or they find out that they have paraphernalia and they're shooting drugs into their veins, everybody goes, puts the brakes on we have a problem yep sometimes they resort back and they're too scared to move forward but they're like oh my gosh there's a problem those that struggle with just mental health anxiety depression Mm -hmm. 
nowadays, a lot of that stems from pornography and it hasn't progressed into substances. They stay in this place where people know there's a problem, but it doesn't get quite bad enough for everyone to just be like, okay, we got to do something. Yeah, it's so true. And actually, like I would even say when um, families find out that someone in their household is struggling with like maybe a little bit of porn and maybe like smoking weed or something, that even gets to be more dangerous quickly because everyone's just kind of like, well, we don't want to like be crazy and like, say this is a big problem and so it just kind of it just kind of is allowed to marinate and and when it does and it's part of it that just gets natural worse. process that people have to go through they're going to make some mistakes they're going to go through times where they should have done something and they didn't so in closing our plug is if you're to that point where you're like yep we have a problem there's no denying it and I don't want this to get any worse than it already is cuz it's already bad enough and you probably don't even know how bad it actually is then reach out learn what you can do to help change the direction of their life. Yes. And share our podcast. We are so grateful. We have had so many people like reach out to us on Instagram and stuff and just say how much they love the podcast. And we're finding out more and more that you guys are doing such a good job of just sharing this. And so please continue to do so. Yeah, If this resonates in any way, for sure you have a sister or best friend or someone, you know, who has a loved one that's in it. Yep. Guaranteed. So send it to them. Start giving them some support so they can move forward. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great week.